We all know that Central Texas has some of the best barbecue in the world. Micklewake Craft Meats is among the best of that barbecue, which means that they're among the very best barbecue in the world. It's a crazy thing to think because, one, it's true, and two, if you're in Austin, you can just go there and get it. You don't need to make a reservation or wait in an hours-long line or anything. Welcome to Bon Tom Club, a podcast about good times and the people who make them possible. I'm your host, Will Hubble. In this episode, I'm joined by Tom Micklewaite and Ren Garcia from Micklewaite Craft Meats. They were kind and patient enough to come in on an off day and watch me fumble through a few conceptual segments, some of which have been cut. It probably helped that I brought tequila and cheap beer. In a town filled with some of the best barbecue in the world, Micklewaite stands apart. Not only do they have amazing brisket, ribs, and sausage, but everything else they do, and they do a lot of things uniquely, is incredible. They make barbacoa tacos I don't think you can really beat. These days, they've been making some pastrami, and their pastrami is great. Of course, all of their sides are amazing. The lemon poppy seed coleslaw is bright and refreshing. It pairs well with the Texas sun. The three cheese grits were actually the first thing that really caught my attention about this place. The first time I had them during the pandemic, I thought, these are the best grits I've ever had, and that means something to me because I'm a southern boy. They have amazing key lime pie. They make all of their own bread. They make kolaches and other kinds of pastries. Not to mention special after special. You can taste the passion. It's not only tangible, it's edible. We shot and recorded this episode at Saddle Up, the bar they have on the property. We had a lot of fun, so I hope you enjoy this first episode of Bon Tom Club. Salute, everybody. Oh, Hello. Oh. Grasses. Mm. Yum, yum. All right. Sweet. So, uh, welcome to the first episode of Bontom Club. As in, <laughs> as in, laissez le Bontom roule. I'm your host, Will Hubble, and it is Tuesday, August 1st, 2023, in Austin, Texas, and it's hot as balls outside. Uh, I'm joined today by <coughs> Tom Micklewaite and Ren Garcia. Howdy, howdy. Uh, Hello. Micklewaite Craft Meats. We're actually in Saddle Up right now. You consider these separate businesses? No, it's, it's all, all the same place. It's all mm-hmm. the compound. Right. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Our camp. Yeah. <laughs> barbecue camp. Barbecue, barbecue fun land. <laughs> Thank there you all for being on the show. Yeah, I really appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having us. Um, so Micklewaite uh, Craft Meats and Saddle Up, the, the whole complex, the whole, you know, <clears throat> it's, uh, you started with like artisanal, kind of craft barbecue, right? Correct. And everything is from scratch. Everything is like kind of well thought out. You're not, you know, sourcing, uh, you know, your size from somebody else. You came up with all these recipes yourself. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And it's, a, it's all really good. A fresh <laughs> approach to barbecue. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think the thing that actually like really made me go like, oh, wow, was the grits. Uh, I don't know. You probably heard that before. Mm. Um, but it's a like popular item. Yeah, because I, I don't really care for um, mac and cheese at barbecue places a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but grits are, you know, I grew up on grits. I like some of my earliest memories are like grits and cream of wheat. Right. Uh, yeah. And I love uh, cream of wheat. Yeah. You still eat cream of wheat? Uh, I haven't eaten in a while. <laughs> but I grew up from New Orleans. Is that right? I am from New Orleans. Yeah. Right. That's going to be a recurring theme in this show if it keeps going on. Oh, hence um, the name. What part of town? I get it. Well, we, uh, I mean, I was born in, you know, in New Orleans proper, but we lived in Metairie uh, for, oh, cool. um, you know, a little while. And then I've, I've lived all over the country. Um, yeah. When I last lived in New Orleans, I was in Uptown. I okay. was in the Lower Garden District. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah, I was right around the corner from Stein's, <clears throat> and that was, a, that was a pleasure and a privilege. I love Stein's. Yeah. I love a good pastrami sandwich. And, yeah. you know, y'all got the pastrami sandwich going on. Uh, you had it going on last weekend. Right. I'm actually going to ask you questions about pastrami specifically because I've been on such a pastrami kick um, and I don't actually technically know uh, what it is let me actually just ask you right now it's like it's like brisket smoked with certain seasonings how does pastrami it's work cured it's got a curing agent added okay so. what is that is it like a salt is it kind of salt uh it's it, it is a sodium compound we okay do, uh, are you not allowed <laughs> to say is that part we of like do, the no, no, it's, you know. we do a few different different types uh tom does like a dry his kind of rub and uh-huh. then that sits and cures for like a couple of weeks or so yeah at least two weeks and then i do a brine ish kind of uh pickling of it. wet brine versus dry yes yeah. so there's two different okay. versions that we do the one you had last week was the one i do 
Okay. Uh, Brian. Um, we also do pastrami dogs, which is kind of fun too. Yeah. It's going to so be kind of new on our new uh, venture. That's, I, and I wanted to ask you about that because I know y'all have like, you know, you just got the new trailer and I got to get some footage of that. Um, but I know you have like a, a new kind of revised menu coming out, right? Yeah, that'll be launched in a few weeks. So what's, what's different on that than uh, what you have right now? We got rid of brisket. You're getting rid of brisket. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but pulled pork. Okay. The East Coast approach. To yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, mix it up a little. Right. Yeah. We got to get these Texas folks out. Here. You got to do something different. Absolutely. So. Taking the Texas yeah. out of the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Liquid smoke. It's our yeah. secret, secret <laughs> ingredient. It's a way to save a lot of money. You I mean, actually like, like I, uh, less labor. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, how long does it take to make a brisket anyway? Oh, it takes a cow anywhere from uh, 12 to 18 months. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, you know, anywhere from, depending on the weather, in the summertime, seven or eight hours in the smoker. In the wintertime, it can be more like 10 or 12, depending on and if, and if, if it's, it's cold and wet and, you know, it slows down the cooking process. And what about when it's like 102 degrees outside? It cooks quick. fast. Yeah, I bet. You don't even need to use wood. It's solar power. You just, just put, put a, it in the tank. You just put a fan in yeah. <laughs> it. blows the air, hot air right in. But that's just like the cooking process. There's the trimming process of it. And then, yeah. you know, like, yeah. so that's a, another. Resting hour. after the pit, it's like another 12 hours of kind of resting it. Yeah. High temperature, it's part of the cooking process. Is yeah. there a word for um, what the brisket itself is doing when it's in the smoker? Is it just smoking? <clears throat> you know, is it, is it, it's not baking, right? Like, is it? No, I would say it's smoking. smoking. It's smoking. Yeah. Yeah. You're smoking the brisket and then the brisket's also smoking. Right, <laughs> this is right. Not, this is really not an important question. <laughs> I was just kind of thinking about it this. Is, it's all the things. It's a verb. It's an adjective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, let's take a let's take a little trip down memory lane. Somebody asked me to ask about this, Uh-oh. and I've talked to you about this before. Um, <laughs> Yellow Jacket. Yeah. You used to have the truck outside of Yellow Jacket. No. Am I wrong about that? Okay. No, I uh, actually found some pictures of this recently, or it's unearthed it somewhere. So, in <clears throat> longer story of connection with Yellow Jacket. So before I opened, I would do pop ups at. Trailer Space Records used to be right here. I was going to ask you about that too. Yeah, and, uh, right here in the corner. Yeah, it was just across next, like next to Eastside Pies. It's what's now a right. Soup Peddler, Poyo Project, yeah. and Soup Peddler was yeah. all a record store. So I do pop I've been ups to punch there. It what used to be Red Seven Bar downtown. They would have like these monthly flea markets. I would go oh, do okay. pop ups there for fun and no kidding. Cook food and you know, I used to Red food Seven people all the time too. Uh, and then Yellow Jack that I started doing because my friend Chris was their kitchen manager. I can't remember this story. He'd like been tasked with putting together a Labor Day party, and they wanted barbecue, but he didn't want to deal with it kind of. So okay. I was like, well, you know, I'll come over. And so the deal was I would do these pop ups. So I would like, you know, once a month. It was like for three months before I opened, I'd go there like once a month and do these barbecue pop ups, like barbecue day, and then uh, that's awesome. So I was, I was doing it for a long time and like there were my commissary kitchen and ultimately Chris got fired and I was like, well, I can still use you for the commissary kitchen. They're like, what are you talking about? Chris didn't say anything about this. What, so he like made this side kitchen? deal with me that like the commissary is where we would take our gray water and do storage and like, oh, okay. they're all old friends. So I was like, you know, doing these pop-ups and it was a good way to kind of get like, you know, get out there and sort of promote before I opened. But you know, once he was gone, the owners had no idea that we'd made this like side deal <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but I want to, you know, we we're all old friends, so I'd use yeah. it in my commissary for like the first year or so. But uh, yeah, I would just take the smoker out there and set up in the parking lot, and like we had a deal worked out where they would like sell tickets at the bar and cool. do that sort of thing. And yeah. How so long have you been doing barbecue before then? That was pretty much it. So. Oh, okay, so <laughs> you just kind of started. You immediately yeah. started doing pop-ups. Yeah, no, I started pumps. just doing pop-ups. I did it in my backyard for years and, like, yeah. you know, for parties or whatever, for fun. That's right. So, so you, your first clientele were, like, tattooed, you know, like yeah. people wearing black T-shirts. Like yeah, punk rock clubs, <laughs> record stores, bars, yeah. all that. That's so. awesome. Uh, Tillery Plant Company? You oh, yeah, they did, like, one at Tillery, which is, like, I met a lot of people that I still know that it was, like, a like a maker's fair. Okay. Then I did it at 
tillery well it's not a tillery plant company what was it they had like another name for the tillery project back in the day when it was yeah, like what was it called? more like this quasi makers thing like all the spaces yeah build space i can't remember what it was, it was called like the plant company had just opened but they would do these like <coughs> makers markets where you know just people that had like small startups to get invited and yeah so i did that like once or twice like right before i opened uh, so it was a lot of just like around town like just like small pop-ups and and yeah. you told me you used to occasionally sleep at trailer space, right? Oh, yeah. Not occasionally. I would sleep there a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd work here overnight. Like, that was, you know, I had a key to the record here store. specifically? Yeah. Yeah. When Before you took over Saddle Up, of course. Oh, yeah. This was, like, I mean, 10 years ago. and Yeah. It was mostly, like, the first spring, like, the first six months when I was open. I'd come up here and, like, start cooking it, like eight o'clock at night or whatever and I would stay up all night and I would go over there and sleep from like one to three or something like this and lit on the fire and they would all like every every time of the weekend it'd be like people just kind of roll in they were like partying yeah <laughs> I'd be yeah. sleeping on the couch and people would just show up there and like pass out or yeah. whatever <laughs> I'd just go over there and basically like take a nap or something like catch a couple hours of sleep and come back and finish cooking for the next day nice so Ren when did you get involved with all of this <sighs> when did I get involved? So Almost like eight. Six years ago? No. It's at least seven and a half, yeah. Were you already, you know, no, smoking brisket and stuff on your own before um, you came in? I mean, I grew up around barbecue because I'm from South Texas, but... Um, okay. Uh, not anything to this scale. Yeah. You know, and this kind of quality. South Texas stuff. has a strong barbecue culture. Yeah, it's different, but... Uh, but yeah, okay. nothing of this like scale and quality of yeah. barbecue. You know, it's just but you were taking it seriously. Every green spaghetti. Green? I know I haven't. <laughs> no, it's a South Texas thing. Uh, Reese Brothers in uh, San Antonio does it too. Uh, really? well, they do it with shells. Uh, I would say uh, back in like where I grew up, it's more kind of like tastes like our barbecue here. It's uh -huh. just done differently. You know, it's like a. It's different cuts of meat. It's different. <clears throat> it's mesquite instead of oak. So, but it's very similar. Interesting. Yeah. It's you just ever more like Mexican style. Make stuff with mesquite just out of nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've got about three hundred pounds of mesquite. I saw that. I was uh, <laughs> delivered for an event we're not doing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it, after I was doing, me and Tommy used to work together back in the days, and then uh, I think after. I was doing some other stints of stuff. I was just like in between. I used to do well. I used to be a blacksmith and welding as well. No so kidding. Like uh, I was kind of doing that part time. And so then were you making smokers? Perfect blend of kitchen and fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have I have dabbled in making smokers, but yeah. I've done nothing like nothing like this. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was just kind of like looking for something to do, and then Tom hit me up and. That's how we got started together. That's awesome. Yeah. So how did y'all how did y'all meet? That was uh, Yeah. Oh, okay. That, that was the Italian place that used to yeah. be, and you were yeah. you were cooking there. I remember. Yeah, I was the uh, pasta guy. You're the pasta <laughs> guy at the Italian place. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, and then you started doing all the butchering and sausage. But I was like I the, made the breads. Okay, yeah. gotcha. He went like he did, even he though did I was like the like kitchen manager there. Yeah, I think. He, he walked in and um, when he started working there, he was pasta for a long time, but like he actually got a chance to like learn a lot of the stuff there. Like when I was just like the kitchen manager, I was just like kind of just inventory slut and like okay. ordering things. And but uh, so we worked there a couple of years together or something. Gotcha. Three years? Two or three years. I started, I think it's almost three. So I started in October, I think right when I turned 30 and yeah, he I left in like August right before I opened the trailer and I was like 33 yeah. so probably like, well, just under three years him and his dad were building out the old trailer like yeah. while he was working there okay like, yeah, yeah he helped me uh, with the old trailer like the original trailer and uh, some of the stuff on the smoker like the enclosure then a buddy of mine built the original smoker okay sort of <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it was a, uh, it was, so the original smoker was like this 
it was a water boiler from my high school. Sure. That I bought from this kid who had gotten it from the welding instructor, and he was like 20 and like doing welding, so it was like half built, and he uh -huh. like gave up on it. So I bought it. I was like, "This is great. It's already halfway built." You just need so, like a tank, right? Like, yeah, it was. I mean, it was a beast. It was it, the plate on it was like. I mean, it was like super heavy. Like he almost had to get like, like a special torch just to cut out to wow. put the fire box on. So it was this pressurized water boiler. Uh -huh. So it was like yeah. super thick. Um, but it was like just a tank on legs. So we built the firebox and we did all that. Took about a year to put all the pieces together. I guess. No kidding. Yeah. Does that does that change how you cook the brisket when it's you know the um, weird like that? Yeah, I mean they're all different. I guess. Yeah, like, even protein tanks. tanks are so you have to learn the smoker. Oh yeah. And yeah. It was it was definitely a learning process. And you know it's a good thing about having welder friends. You can be like, hey, this if this pipe's too small, let's put a bigger one on it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Fair like, enough. Cut it out and kept kind of refitting it until it cooked well and. Liked it, and then we just built another one. So. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I think we have three now, and each one of them cooked differently. Yeah. So you have the one out there. That's um, that's the new original. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. So that would that one's the like, sort second, of like the OG propane one. That was okay. That was the third pit. With the first one made of a propane tank, I built that one for the first PGA tournament we did, and uh, it cooks. I think it's. Maybe the best of the three. That's the best. Now. Yeah. And we have a 500 gallon and another 1,000 gallon pit at the kitchen. The 500 gallon cooks better than the 1,000 gallon, but they cook different. It's like. That's at the old church. Bad. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, and all that's with like, you know, that one has like the 500 gallon is like a short fat tank that has a huge firebox. So you get really hot, which means you can get like a good clean, like super clean smoke. And like Interesting. Really like fire roasting things if you want. And that, uh, would that just like take less time because it gets so hot? Well, so you can get like, it's cleaner, like you get like cleaner color, cleaner flavor. Interesting. It's like if you wanted to do like, like pork steaks or whatever, like it would be like get great crust, but you would still be able to temp it in the middle where it's yeah. still not like overdone, you know? Okay. You know, it's, so yeah. stuff like that. It cooks like a furnace, it's just like. <sighs> yeah. Versus <clears throat> thousand gallon, which is a little bit slower. It's got more draw and it's. Not as good for some things, but it's better, I think, for doing briskets where you want more smoke or you yeah. can want to cold smoke something like sausage where you do like a pre-cook on it. So you can, so we kind of have this flexibility in our cooking because all the pits cook differently. Yeah, so that's interesting. And they're all great for mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me switch gears here for a second. Um, is watching the sausage be made really so horrible? <laughs> I don't think so. I think no. it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. All right. Well, everybody's uh, everybody's wrong about that then. Um, uh, I was listening to the the episodes that you did with Tales from the Pit. Um, mm -hmm. Those are great episodes. I recommend anybody who's really into you know barbecue and stuff to go listen to those. Um, are we based on what they were saying? Are we kind of over brisket? I know you're kind of joking about that in the beginning here. I don't think that. Well, uh, well I, I know you probably can't that's say that's a very good brisket. question. Are we over brisket? <laughs> I think that like the era of like judging restaurants based on how good their brisket is is over. I think that like there's more like sort of complexity to barbecue now. Yeah, and that you can't pin things down to like this trinity of like three meats with brisket, sausage, and ribs and right who cares about everything else you know and and there's the level like the quality level of brisket across the board throughout the entire state and the world has been like picked up so high that right. it's like is somebody going to make a brisket that's better than anybody else or everybody else we'll yeah. say put it that way like before it was, was kind of like you know <laughs> think about have you ever seen the highlander yeah. Movie. There can only be one. <laughs> there can only be one. It's yeah. not that way anymore. And it, like now, it's <laughs> everyone. Like, yeah, it only, right. It can only be everyone. I bet uh, the Japanese are really good at it. So I think that, like, what <laughs> you know, what that translates to is like, if you're trying to set yourself apart from other restaurants, I don't think it's so much like, it's not so much like how good the meats are versus everything else. Now I think it's more like the personality of the restaurants, uh -huh. who the people are, and the places and stories. And you know, it's the food quality across the board's like way elevated from where it used to be. So 
it's like a different like the game's changed in that regard yeah <clears throat> so will brisket is, does brisket not matter anymore no sure like it's just that you know even home it's not the, the most board, interesting you can buy thing. good brisket pretty much anywhere and everywhere right. now and everybody's there's so many videos out there that teach you how to trim it pr- correctly and teach yeah. you how to cook it and so like yeah, home you cooks can, you can buy, you home know. cook can do it even people with a green egg can do it and it's yeah, still right. going to come out solid you yeah. know what I mean right. so, so it's like put in your backyard and make the briskets and do it at your house so it's like other things that you know you would try to kind of elevate I'm a, I have know. friends who've gotten into it as a hobby and they've made some very good brisket uh, yeah, so I, I, yeah I could see getting into that and just you know wanting to do that I've done a, tons of crappy ones and yeah. back in the days <laughs> yeah you gotta make a lot of bad brisket before you make a good one yeah that's how you learn fair enough um, um, so we talked about pastrami a little bit yeah on your pastrami sandwich uh, sauerkraut or coleslaw Basically, sauerkraut. Reuben or Rachel? Sauerkraut? Always. Reuben all the yeah. way. Yeah. It has to be okay. sauerkraut. It has to be sauerkraut. I like a little coleslaw on mine. I have to be honest with you. I like a Rachel. I like it a lot. <laughs> Sorry yeah. to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, you know, obviously, I don't hate a Reuben, but uh, I don't know. There's something about the, the crunch of the, the sauerkraut, I'm sorry, the coleslaw that is uh, very appealing to me. Hmm. Look at that. I like fresh shaved cabbage on sandwiches, the textural thing. Yeah. But y'all's, like y'all's good fresh like <clears throat> homemade cold herbs, homemade sauerkraut will still have crunch, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a different flavor. It's not just like stuff out of a can where it's like boiled cabbage with like right. vinegar added to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or is it actually fermented and it's like kind of I think like, you know, a true kosher pickle or like a half sour or something versus like right. out of the jar of pickles. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, fair enough. Um, why doesn't anybody ever smoke fish around here? Well, I mean, we're not very close to the <laughs> water, so I would guess the. <laughs> <laughs> but you get oysters places like. Uh, I mean, you so can, but smoked fish is good. I, you know, it doesn't fall into the like traditional Texas barbecue lexicon. Definitely like, not. What you're gonna experience <laughs> no. if you go to a Texas barbecue restaurant. Yeah. And you know, it's I mean Texas is not exemplary in its seafood on any level. Uh-huh. Don't, I mean, you figure maybe like, Houston. Don't, don't bring up oysters. <laughs> Texas oysters are crap. And then the Gulf Coast is like I like 90%. Gulf oysters. I like Only that they're, they're like fried. giant and like mutated uh, and like filled fried. with BP That's oil it. and Sell shit. Like I'm okay with those. Well, that they have little to no fecal matter. <laughs> <laughs> they're just big. <laughs> when you put a bunch of butter and garlic and Parmesan, on oh, them. you're gonna so bake you're them. <laughs> like they have to be cooked. Oh, if you're gonna bake them, yeah, they don't yeah. have to be. I'll eat them with like a cracker and some. I just cracked it this big, like, like a graham cracker. It's like a corn tortilla. <laughs> Listen, you can get it for a dollar at, at Shoal Creek. I'm into it. I'm not ever going to shit talk Gulf oysters. Now, some of them might be more interesting and, you know, refined um, for your palate and like stuff. Apatilicola and Elbath probably has the best Gulf oysters. But Say again? Apatilicola. Oh, okay. In Alabama. It's probably got the best Gulf oysters because mm. it's, like it's got the, some of the cleanest waters and some of the nicer oysters, but yeah. like, I don't know, I wouldn't eat anything from uh, coming out of like, anything from Corpus Christi <laughs> on on up. <laughs> Basically anything on this side of the Mississippi. Like, like, like and even at that, you're like, you're, you're risking it. Was it? There's like 37 million people in Texas and all that runoff goes into the Gulf. Yeah. <laughs> oysters suck it up. So, uh, and they're, uh, and they filter that. that. They filter that. That's yeah. disgusting. Yep. Um, they, you know, have y'all been to Uptown Sports yet? Uh huh. They they just started doing for their happy hour. They just started doing uh, East Coast char grilled oysters. So you know, like in New Orleans, they do char grilled oysters, but of course those are the Gulf oysters. But then the East Coast oysters are much smaller. New Point or whatever. Yeah. Well, personal preference. I think it's kind of like this reverse logic. Like, like Texas oysters are like huge and meaty. Yeah. And they're good cooked. Yeah. Versus East Coast tend to be like smaller and it's like more of like a refined. It's weird to cook them. And yeah, yeah. So I'm like, it's kind of like, 
you're cooking the wrong oysters. Like, <laughs> do you make all the pastries every day? Maybe me personally? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, you got people in the kitchen over yeah. there working on Kelly. Those. Okay. Okay. She bakes for us. Kelly makes uh, she bakes the pastries. Y'all, because y'all make a lot like every day, huh? Well, it's, yeah, between like the breads and the case here and desserts and all yeah, that's a fair buns. Amount. Yeah, all the buns for the sandwiches. What time do y'all open during the week usually, by the way? Uh, 11. You have coffee here? Saddle yeah. ups at yeah. 10. Yeah, saddle ups at 10. So you can so come and get pastries and espresso at like at 10 o'clock. Cappuccino and some, yeah. Yeah. Get some kolaches. kolaches. And then yes. uh, pretty soon. Some of the kolaches look amazing. They are great. Tasty. Uh, and pretty soon when we get back from our summer break, we're going to start doing extended hours. So like saddle up will be open until like 10 o'clock. So we're hoping to turn this in. Yeah, so okay. we're hoping to turn it into like, you know, more of a hangout where people can have some, yeah. you know, come and get some like either frozens, um, frosés, oh, yeah. or some beers, and then also the trailer's gonna be open for dinner, so you could still have the same exact menu from lunch to around nine o'clock. Uh, so how late? So <coughs> you're gonna be open, the trailer's gonna be open until ten p.m. Eleven to nine. Eleven to nine. Okay. Yep. That's so great. then. Uh, hopefully, we can take get some of the nightlife. Have more better use of yeah. our, our. We have a huge lot. You gotta get some of the Nickel City crowd over here. Yeah, um, but you know, we've been renting this lot for a while. It's, ever since COVID, we've gone down from Thursdays to Sundays. Yeah, because just the when COVID hit, it was just me and Tom. Right, right. And that's all we could do. And we were still working 70, 80 hours a week for sure. like four days of service. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's just like what we kept doing, and uh, and it kind of. Did well for us for a little bit, but now it's time to use up our space that we rent. Ease back in. <laughs> yeah. We have a huge lot. You know, it's like 6,000 something. This place? Uh, it's like, I think it's half an acre for the whole space. Yeah. It's a good amount of space. And we're pretty much yeah, like downtown sure. East Austin, you know. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so y'all seem busy as hell, both of y'all. Uh, how do you wind down movies, TV? You go out and like, Swim in the lake or something like that. Next mm. week, summer break. Yeah. You get a break? Going to Maine. Oh, cool. I just got back from New Mexico, so I'm pretty well rested. So vacations, <laughs> really. Yeah. You, yeah. Gotta, you have to get out of town. If you don't get out, you're always going to end up doing what you always do. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Even when you wake up, you're like, I really don't have to go in, but you end up going in. You end up doing, like, there's always what do you something. always do? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, and it sense like me and Tom pretty much are kind of the voice of it. So we kind of oversee all the employees and everything that yeah. goes on. Tom plants all the plants. I help him water it sometimes. Fair you enough. know, it's like I mean, every in the summer. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure. But like, not only that, but there's just like maintaining like all of our stuff. Like yeah. when it comes to plumbing, electrical, whatever. Like, there's always something to be done. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, are you ever going to make a book? What about? About food? Oh. Barbecue? Uh, yeah. I think. Maybe someday. Yeah. You know, a publisher. A I coffee don't. table book about coffee tables. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I think we can move on to our, our last segment here. Uh, third segment. Um, do you want another shot? Can I get like a half year or like yeah. a kid? Yeah, we can do that. This I'll, is I'll a take another beer too. Nondescript. Absolutely. You can have is this beer. really George Clooney's? This is um, somebody's. I don't know is who's. Is it Dan Aykroyd's tequila? <laughs> this is John Belushi's tequila. Oh, no. So uh, watch out. Oh, it must be good. Yeah. Do you want any more? I guess I'd do a tiny half. All right. Small half. All right, we'll do a Quarter small Z's. half. We'll move on to the questions in a hat segment. Now, these are not really about... Can I have that last beer? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. These are not about anything that uh, you do. (laughs) These are just random questions. It's just about our... Got plans to go see the bats for the first time tonight. You've never seen the bats before? I've never seen the bats. I saw them once on accident. You've been here this long? Yeah. That's crazy. All right, salute. I used to see them. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. (laughs) That worked. (laughs) <laughs> Salute. No problem. Let's do a party. Bontop. Bontop Club. 
All right. That second um, one's a lot easier. Uh, yeah. <laughs> bats are fun, dude. I used to pass them all the time when I lived down over there by the RV park. All right, it's so, cool. so especially right now, I was like summer. driving over the bridge and they're all flying out. I was like, oh, look, it's the bats. I, I did it I've once about looking at colleges so awesome. here. Um, and I've never done it again. But, uh, you know, they're always there. It's great. Yeah. You can, when you go under the bridge, you can hear them squeaking and stuff. All right, so this is the questions out of a hat segment. There's uh, a bunch of killer. random questions here, not really related to barbecue. Uh oh. These are about life, all right? Uh, philosophical questions or like. Did we get to pick? Well, you'll well, see. Let's find out. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. You can pick a question if you want. You know what? Yeah, we can take turns. You can pick a question out of the hat. I get to ask you the questions? hat. This is my sales <laughs> cut. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, okay. What's your breakfast taco build? Breakfast taco build? Yeah. Meaning like the proper like what do you put order in? of ingredients? Oh, the ingredients. Well, however you want to take. Ooh, it's you know, a good it's question. all it says right here. I like minimal tacos. Like, like there's no more than three ingredients. So like to me, it's like that. There's more than three ingredients. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. Okay. One of them is, should probably be cheese. Sure. So, Absolutely. No, uh, I agree with that. Either egg or beans. <laughs> I like, yeah. What's your favorite like? Well, you haven't given your whole build yet. Though. Well, what do you mean? Well, by my, like, my, like, what do you like on a breakfast? My number one, my number one go to is going to be the PEC potato, egg, and cheese. Potato, egg, and cheese. Uh, That's my number one. Yeah. My number two go to is bean, egg, and cheese. Bean, egg, and cheese. Okay. And those, like, those are the two best breakfast tacos. That. I like, I, you know, I like all of them, except I'm not a big fan of, like, Negus as a breakfast taco. Really? It's got too much stuff in it. It's too huh. much shit. Except for, the, like, Beto's, where they just put, like, eggs, tortilla strips, and cheese in it. I'm like, this is perfect. Beto's is good. Beto's is good. A jalapenos. jalapenos. Yeah. So. That's a solid answer. I mean, you know, <clears throat> I like a chorizo and potato, because oh, the yeah. potatoes soak up all the fat from the chorizo, and you get to eat it all. Another good one that's a sleeper is uh, like Papa's Rancheras or Papa's Bravas or whatever, yeah. however you want to say it. Like different people call it different things, but it's just really well cooked potatoes on a flat top mm. with salsa on it. And some people put cheese, some people don't. It's just potato breakfast taco. That sounds amazing. Where do you get that? Uh, I get it at, at the taco window. It's called uh, Taco Max, but like a lot of people okay. have them. Yeah. Um, but like, Theirs is okay. I've had better ones. Uh, but yeah, it's just a very simple potato with, you know, their house salsa. Yeah. And sometimes I put a little cheese, sometimes it's just mm. potatoes and salsa. I think I don't like strips of bacon in breakfast tacos. I don't either. I don't like strips. I like them crumbled up. Yeah. Uh, I like, I like, I like I'm, I'm, I'm very basic. I like a bacon, egg, and cheese breakfast taco because it just stops up, you know, yesterday's mistakes. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't like a strip. Yeah, a lot of people do do the strips. Some people prefer that, but um, no, I like yeah, I like crumbled up bacon. You know what I really like? That's uh, it, maybe you'll think it's too much, but the Granny's tacos—they got the Chilaquiles tacos. Those are pretty uh, good. I like Chilaquiles. Yeah. yeah, I like yeah, like crunchy tortilla, yeah. or just like tortilla inside of a tortilla in any manner. Like right, right. You know, an, an enchilada taco is good. <laughs> enchilada tacos. Well, for a family great. meal, me and Thomas and I will make a frigos, which is Fritos. Wow. It's Amigos, but made with Fritos. Yeah, it's Fritos. Dead of tortilla chips. Oh, yeah. You're, you're big into the Fritos, too. Oh, huge. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably one of the best chips in the world. Chip of choice. <laughs> they had a, at a, I don't remember if it's El Cholito or, um, what's the one in airport that's near, like, uh, where I Love used to be? Tyson's? Tyson's. Tyson's had a taco that had Takis in it. Like a breakfast oh, really? taco with Takis in that. Huh. Uh, anything you're adding Takis to, I'm into. Hmm. Yeah, it's dirty. It's, it's, yeah. Sounds nasty. It's though. wrong, but it's good. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to the next question here. Is pickleball lame? No. You know, you like pickleball? I think it's fun. Yeah? I mean, I haven't played yet, but I'm totally willing, I'm willing to get into it. All right. I'm going to go, go buy me some stuff tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're stoned in, uh, let's say, the regional grocery store, uh, I'll just say H-E-B. Yeah. What do you <laughs> grab? Hypothetically, mm. you know, like, like what's your like? If you're like really baked and you just find yourself in a grocery store and you're hungry, what are you grabbing? Mm. Probably, probably number one, um, 
I'd probably get uh, a pepperoni frozen pizza um, and then some popsicles. Nice. If nice. I'm stoned at the store, I think I want something I can eat while I'm in the store. Walking still, around? Or walking uh-huh. out of the store. <laughs> I would probably spend a lot of time in the bulk section just eating yeah. like <laughs> random snacks. Just like. While uh, I thought about what I really wanted balls to eat. And stuff. I, I would probably settle on like. Uh, probably like a sandwich. I don't know. So okay. Get the other case. I would, yeah. I would eat in the store, and then I would get a sandwich to go and eat it in the parking lot. That's a great answer. I've gotten recently into. Um, they have uh, some Tuckmacker almonds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten into. Uh, they have movie theater nachos and you know, like the like the like the shitty cheese uh-huh. and like the Can shitty cheese? like round like nacho chips. Hell yeah. That's my that's my. Uh, that's your go-to uh, bacon yeah. choice. Yeah, and also mm. you did takis in that. You really want to like hurt yourself? It's a mm. good move. All right, next question. Pick three spots for your ideal Friday night. What's what's today? Uh, oh, today's Tuesday. So I can't say it's not a lot. Friday night. I don't know. It's progression. Like Friday. It's like Couch City. Home. Okay. That counts. <laughs> uh, so you have to do stuff. No, I don't want to do anything. Maybe pick up food at Halal Corner. Halal and then, Corner. And then back home. <laughs> if if I was going to go out, I would probably go to Kind of Tropical or a Lowdown. Oh, Kind of Tropical. Okay. Kind of uh, Tropical is good for that. Yeah, I like Kind of Tropical. You put your feet in a little foot pool. It's a good Friday spot. Oh, no, that's Kitty Cohen's. <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. I get them confused. They, they have like the, right. little, the little pool, pool thing. Yeah, Kitty Cohen's has the pool. Yeah. I like Kind of Tropical. They got a decent burger. You got good food. Good. good drinks. Good, good vibe. Frozen. You know. Yeah. Good people. Yep. All right. Uh, what's your death row meal? You can make it big, anything you want, as uh, much as you want. Ooh, 70 pound steak. I would just have the Golden Corral. <laughs> golden <laughs> Corral. The golden death corral. of a... <laughs> yeah. uh, you can have whatever you want from anywhere you want. pizza and cheesecake. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Hey, that's a great I, answer. That would be... Steak, pizza, cheesecake. That would be fideo that I get to make myself I and eat it. it. What is it? Fideo. What is that? It's like a Mexican pasta soup. Okay. That sounds great. I go to the Olive Garden for the never-ending pasta <laughs> salad. <laughs> Just put it on the rest of my It's like it never ends. <laughs> I'm not done yet. <laughs> Meals on over till I am. <laughs> so then you give me some more cocaine. <laughs> I gotta stay up. That one's not like an answer, that one. Uh, is food art in our chefs artists? <laughs> no. No. Uh, de- depends on what your definition and interpretation of art and self-expression is. All right. That's the end of that question. <laughs> uh, music wise. you're eating. <laughs> yeah. If, you, if, a, if a granny who made the mother sauces for all, everything in France and Italy is the artist and her plate is art, sure. then it's definitely yes. Okay. But if it's somebody else, is then maybe Barbecue no. is art? Is barbecue not art? Sure. Can be. But I don't consider it. I don't consider myself an artist. I don't consider okay. it art. Hey, fair enough. I consider it work and I consider it a labor of love. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not like a, a... It's not expression. Yeah, it is an expression of ourselves. Be. Yeah, but like it's an expression of who you are and where you're from. And yeah, it's like I feel like that counts. It's about community and yeah, you know, so so it's art. So and maybe you're, you're both artists. This is gonna be we're gonna have to argue. This is episode two. <laughs> All right, we'll come back to this one then. Uh, music wise, what are the some of, some of the greatest hits in your kitchen? <laughs> in the kitchen or just in general? This in the kitchen. The slapping and, and sound of dough in a mixer. Is that music? That that's something. It's rhythmic. Yeah. Mine's Fugazi all the way. Fugazi. Fuck yeah. Excellent. Best band of all time. The waiting room. 
You're waiting for uh, dough to rise? Waiting, waiting for the dough to rise. What has been the hardest day slash night on the job so far? Mm. Anything sticks out as like, oh Jesus, man. so many. I never want to go back mm. there. Mm. Recently? Whenever. If anything, like, mm. immediately comes to mind. Not, yeah, I mean, not that... I wouldn't say this. Days, but. I wouldn't say this job. I have other jobs. Uh, Smooth sailing. Mm, no. Uh, <laughs> we go through ups and downs. We're a food trailer, man. Yeah. It's like it's Is like anything like, can happen. Yeah. I showed up one morning. It's like five thirty in the morning, and I'm not as good as electrical as Tom is. Uh huh. And that good, you might be telling the story. And then the <laughs> and our the plug that the whole we get all our power from is a two twenty plug was catching on fire. I had to call Tom at like six in the morning. I was like, I need your help to kind of. Wow. So yeah, to so go to like wait till Home Depot opens and then go get like a whole brand new plug. If not, then we don't open that day. You know, it caught, wait, which plug caught on fire? I'm Just sorry. the plug. The good thing about building everything with stuff from Home Depot is when it breaks, you can replace it like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, like, every, you think about trailers. Everything's out in the element. Everything's in the heat. Everything's in the sun. That yeah. everything gets worn out and beat up, you know. So right, it's like yeah, it doesn't right, like right. that plug probably catches on fire once a year, maybe, you yeah. know. But it's like we we're just we we're just lucky that I was there at the time because if not, the whole place would have caught on fire. You just think of all the brisket fat that's kicking around, you know. So right, you know, yeah, it's just like yeah. a you know, it's like thing little things like that. And the, I think most of the time we kind of block out a lot of the stuff that we have to deal with. And like you throw ACL in the mix, and you throw like a lot of holes in my memory. <laughs> yeah, that's why we do the ketamine. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, uh, boring. Why do you get to decide? Because I'm the host. How about <laughs> I get to ask you the boring ones that you don't like? You? Which one was this? No, that's, I lost it. I'm sorry. No. Uh, what's your favorite dive? <clears throat> Swan. Was it? Swan? It's just called the Swan? Favorite dive? I don't know if I know this. Swan dive. Swan dive. Oh. Okay. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) Well, there's a place called the Swan Dive. There is. You mean dive dive bar? Yeah. It was your favorite dive bar. All time or just here? Here. Here in Austin. Or, you know, all time. I don't don't care. Whatever it's like. My favorite, like, weird, like, it's not like, it's a dive bar, but it's like the lamest. Weirdest dive bar in Austin is the Cloak Room. The Cloak Room. Okay. Mm. You ever been to the Cloak That's Room? That's a classic, the dude. Room. The Cloak Room is on the west side of the Capitol building at the entrance to the loading dock. It's underground, and it's the place where all of the, like, huh. the, yeah. the interns. Uh, the, okay. The, 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 the legislative the interns and, yes. like, reps, go. they go, like, for happy hour. Oh, With, okay. They have that high dollar. weird, and just, like, it's, like, the legislative dive bar. It's like the high, yeah. the high dollar lot lizards. Yeah. Because it's like you're like in D.C., but if D.C. was like drunk. Yeah. Right. Like in, in Texas. And didn't try so like, hard. You know. In Texas cool. legislation. Right. <laughs> it's, it's like, like it's like low rent politician. Yeah. Hang out and have a drink. Interesting. Bar. Okay. It's, but it's totally a dive bar. Cloak it's, room. It's, it's called the cloak room. You haven't been, you gotta go. Like, I'll check it out. If you don't I, work in the Capitol, you would have no reason to go there. Okay. Except to like <laughs> hang out with people it's, who work in the Capitol. It's fantastic. Go I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's okay. great. Uh, or the, I would the think assistance like, to the assistance like, of the, the, the hobnobs. I think <laughs> Butterfly <laughs> Bar is one of my faves. Because it has that old Austin. Which one? I'm sorry. Butterfly, Butterfly Bar. Butterfly Bar. Because it has that old time feel. It like feels like old Austin. Where is that? Uh, East Manor. East Manor, okay. Next to uh, Me Madres and whatnot. It's Across like the street. Crushy from Daidu Way. Oh, okay. And, uh, I what's, still need to what's go that there. The restaurant next door, the Patrice's? High Tower or something? The uh, across the street? No, it's not High Tower. That was over here. Yeah, the one that's... Well, it's right next to Daidu A, the it's like a sports bar. It's a uh, haymaker. Haymaker across the street. Uh, they got poutine over there. Well, yeah. Well, you get excited about this. Haymaker, haymaker is across the yeah. street from <laughs> from the butterfly bar. Texas, we just call it chili cheese fries. Goddamn it! <laughs> <laughs> or a frito pie. 
Uh, Vortex, uh, Butterfly Bar, and Patrizzi's. It's all one thing. But it's like, it feels like old school Austin. It's like a, I wouldn't call it like a dive bar. It's yeah. just like a, an out. It's like this. It's like what we do, kind of. Except but less sophisticated. Classy. That's right. This is a classy <laughs> operation right here. Absolutely. I went to the Texas Chili Potter for the first time like two years ago. This place without the sense of aristocracy. <laughs> <laughs> without the Habsburgian kind of sheen. Um, chili Parlor, huh? What do you think is necessary for romantic love? Ooh. Uh, what is necessary for romantic love? For romantic love. What do you say? I'm asking you. I'm the host. <laughs> I'm interested, though. I, I have an answer. I'll give it to you, but I have to hear y'all's first. Uh, mine is saying, uh, I love you on a daily basis. Oh, yeah? I like that. <laughs> Talking about the daily or the, the starting of, the the, blo- the blossoming or texting of a romantic it at least. relationship. This is all it says. It just says, what do you think is necessary for romantic love? Oh. Well, like a long-term relationship. For a man, I could love. I think you have to have a lot of common ground. And, okay. Know. Hey, fair enough. Yeah. And you have to make each other laugh at least. Yeah. Complimentary personalities and all that stuff. I'll give that's a answer. given. Yeah. Complimentary personalities. I mean, we, so my answer is I think uh, there needs to be a certain amount of mystery. When we're talking about romantic oh. love, I feel like it's like the kind of the beginning stages rather than like the like the lasting right. love, right? When there's more, when there's more mystery, your imagination can kind of run wild, right? And uh, it, it helps if you don't talk so much. Uh, <laughs> I, in my experience, I don't know. But uh, are, you, are you talking to anybody specifically? No. So like, so why do you smell like my roommate? <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> heard uh <laughs> all right we're getting to the end right here i'm not gonna answer yeah, i'm not gonna ask very romantic i'm a bona fide authority on this <laughs> we are back oh, man you're making so much noise <laughs> what <laughs> okay uh how much should i drink how much should you drink how much should i drink Let's oh what is this straight. We're at RomanticSpotsAustin.com. We won. I, I gotta show this. Nickelweight Craft Meats Hot Spots 2023. That was this year. RomanticSpotsAustin.com. I never heard of this website. So, what is necessary <laughs> they, they for romantic love? Drove this over here, like a guy from uh, RomanticSpotsAustin.com pulled up in his van and hand delivered this to us. That's amazing. Did you give me anything? Damn right, it is. <laughs> Did you give him any brisket for free or something? No, it came out day we were. No, we gave him. We made out. We made out. <laughs> He's kissed. Well, that's how I got the plaque. <laughs> What's necessary for magic love is Nickelweight Craft Meats. That's perfect. All right, this is the last question, and we're gonna end the podcast. How much should I drink? Right now? Just in general. Is this a challenge? No, no, God no. Please, how much no. should you drink? How much should I drink? At least one more. Okay. All right. Um, we can do that. Well, I'll just say when I go to the doctor and they make you fill out a form <laughs> and it says, how many drinks do you have in a week? I always put 50 plus. 50 plus. Oh, boy. We do live in Austin, Texas. It's hard to escape here. You know, like, this is the problem between, between, excuse me, Jesus, see, see what happens? Going between, do you want more? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, going between New Orleans and Austin there's no the romance a little bit there's no <laughs> refuge you don't want any more do you okay all right all right the, like it anywhere you're hanging out between like with family or you're hanging out with friends austin and new orleans uh salute uh salute. it's uh it's rough it's rough yeah you know, i between both of those cities you're there's you're, yeah you're I'm, stuck if i had like family in um Denver or something, I could go and just like get Utah. stoned. Yeah, Utah. That's even better because they don't, they're not big drinkers, right? Like, <coughs> no, Utah. Just, I mean, it depends where you're at, but like, no, not really. Some of them. Yeah. Michael's working at a brewery there. I know. He's I saw brewer. that. Yeah. What do they make over there? He does everything nowadays. 
What does it, Michael do? He's from here. He was. He worked for us for about. Yeah, it's only like six months, I guess. A year. I might have met him. A year and a year and two months. Yeah, he was at ACL. He was at yeah. ACL. He moved out. He was a nice guy. Actually, no, I remember him. He was, he was, he was <coughs> lively and right kind of I like that. No, he guy. came back for that. He had already moved. He's working at a brewery up there now, I guess, like craft brews a thing. And even in cool. Even in so there's no, there's no safe place. No. Really. No. Well, I don't think he's a big drinker. He's a bit like. Austin. Well, I don't know. I've shotgun beers with him. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, he'd, he'll drink, but I remember this. There was this, like, at a. What's that boot place over in South Congress? Allen's? That's, yeah. I remember or, I bought Rob a t-shirt from there for his birthday and it said, uh, it was like perfectly written back in the, like, back in the days. It was like Austin's sleepy little town was a drinking problem or something like uh-huh. that. Yeah. You know, and it was back in, back in the days, that's kind of like nails what Austin kind of was. It was like music, <laughs> drinking. And right. like yeah. chilling out, you know, it's like now it's like, uh, you know, we're there's no music and everybody's chill, we just drink, yeah, we just drink, <laughs> and sad. then, uh, you know, you do uh, <laughs> podcasting between those two, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, all right, well, we might as well end it on that note. Thank you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you all for being on the podcast, of I really course. appreciate it. This has been a good pilot episode. <laughs> I also hope so. Uh, you know, this is going to be on YouTube eventually. I so try my best not to stare at the camera too much. <laughs> I like that you have like I, I put you right in the middle here, so it's it's really it's the the Tom Nickelway yeah. show. You got I, my I bad like side. To, yeah, I like to look. Is at that your bad side? I don't know. Outside. <laughs> uh, if this is on YouTube, when it, it will eventually be, please oh, like to that. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll call it there. This is Bon Tom Club. This is the pilot. Uh, if I'm showing this to you because you're a restaurant or a bar, I'd love to do an episode with you because this is the uh, this is the pitch. I highly recommend it. So listen to him. He knows what he's tequila. talking about. He's had a great time today. How about you? Do you have you enjoyed blast, this? Will. Oh, love wonderful. it. Thank so you much. so much. Let the Bon Times roll on. Let, let the Bon Times roll on. All right. <laughs> Thanks for watching or listening to this episode of Bon Tom Club. I hope you enjoyed it. You can expect more of these every other Sunday. If you did like it, please like this video and subscribe on YouTube. You can also follow us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Bon Tom Club. That's B-O-N-T-E-M-P-S Club. Thank you.